Hello, my friend. Welcome to Something for Everybody, the podcast help those who listen feel more loved and connected through story sharing. My name is Aaron Mashbitz, and today's episode is a solo episode where I'll be diving deep into goals, goal setting, and what we really want to do with our life. In other news, this podcast is brought to you by Amare. Amare is the mental wellness company, and I use their products every single day. So click the link in the show notes, scroll through all of their products, and see which ones might work best for you and your wellness needs. Then, once you get to checkout, use code EVERYBODY for $10 off your entire order. Now, on to episode 218 of Something for Everybody. Hello, my friend, and welcome to Something for Everybody. My name is Aaron Mashbitz, and today is a solo episode where I will be discussing goals, or as I prefer to call them, targets. And you'll understand why as we get deeper into this episode, but just understand that I'm gonna use sort of goals and targets interchangeably throughout this, where you can consider a masterclass on goal setting. And so my favorite word in goal setting or target setting or success in general is clarity. There is a direct relationship between the level of clarity you have about who you are and what you want and virtually everything you accomplish in life. Successful men and women invest the time necessary to develop absolute clarity about themselves and what they really want, like designing a detailed blueprint for a building before they begin construction. One of the things I talk about is building that foundation super deep. The foundation of being a human being is eating well, moving well, sleeping well, and thinking well. And those absolutely play a massive factor in accomplishing our goals or reaching our targets. And the same thing here, you wanna design a detailed blueprint before beginning construction. You wanna dig the deepest possible foundation so you can build the tallest skyscraper with the most secure foundation. And so one of the most important questions you can ask when target setting or goal setting is this, what do I really want to do with my life? If I could do or be or have anything at all in life, what would it be? You should return to this question over and over again in the months and years and weeks and days ahead. Keep revisiting it because it will change as your life changes, as you experience new things, as you go through new things. And we can continually ask ourselves that question so we know that we're headed in the right direction. And when really thinking about our goals or our targets, our direction is much more important than our speed. And that's going to be important when we sort of get into the nooks and crannies about how we do all of these things. But self-trust, self-trust is the foundation of greatness. Self-trust comes from listening to your intuition, to your still, small voice within. Men and women begin to become great when they begin to listen to their inner voices and absolutely trust they are being guided by higher power each step of the way. This is the essence of confidence. Confidence really means intense trust in oneself. And really, we're going to go out in our, our, in our life and try to achieve these goals or reach these targets because we have this natural intrinsic trust in ourselves. Because building confidence is 
comes through our self-talk. Yes, it, it has something to do with our previous successes and our reputation, but we can build that self-reputation within ourselves. We start small and we earn trust within ourselves by keeping the word we have with ourselves, by building this self-reputation, by building this self-trust, which again is the foundation for greatness. If we're eating well, moving well, thinking well, and sleeping well, we're building that reputation that we are the people who stick to our word. So we have this intense trust in ourselves, even if we're going after something we've never, never done before or never achieved before or never tried before, we still have this innate trust in ourselves that we can fall down and get back up. And that's the essence of, you know, greatness or reaching your full potential or becoming the person that you know you're capable of being or closing that gap. It's this confidence or this intense trust in oneself and being anti-fragile, you know, along the way. So living in alignment with your true values is the royal road to self-confidence, self-respect, and personal pride. In fact, almost every human problem can be resolved by returning to values. Whenever you experience stress of any kind, look into yourself and ask, in what way am I compromising my innermost values in this situation? So then you, you come to this question of, so who are you? Right, Because if you want to chase after something, you must know first what you really want. Because I said, your direction is more important than your speed. If you're aiming in meaningless directions and trying to go fast and trying to get things done, but you're not headed in the right direction, you're not down the right road, yes, you're going to take multiple paths. There's going to be U-turns. There's going to be pitfalls. There's going to be challenges and obstacles along the way, but you're still headed in the right trajectory. You have the right direction because you have this underlying understanding of who you are and what you really want. And most importantly, it's aligned with the values that are most important to you. You know, trust, kindness, zest, gratitude, resilience, consistency, all of these things are values. What are the three to five that are most important to you? So who are you? Who are you? What do you really want in your life? What are your top five values? What are they? Write down 15 of them right now. I'd say as an exercise, take five people that you admire. Five people that you admire, living, dead, you know them, you don't know them, doesn't matter. Five people that you admire and write down five traits next to those people's names that you, that they possess that you want to possess. So you're picking LeBron James and you write bop, 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 whatever. You pick Tom Brady and you write five values. You pick Rich Roll and you write five values. Whoever it is that you admire, you pick your mom. I would pick my mom. She's fucking incredible, right? And so five values that they represent. So now you have five people with five values. Each gives you 25 values. Really study and look at those values. Look at them. Which ones light you up? Which ones give you a little intuition? Which ones kind of give you a little thing inside your belly that like that stands out to me? You end up crossing all the ones off and you're left with maybe five to 10. You're left with maybe five to 10. Boil it down to three to five values or three to seven values that mean the absolute most to you. That's how you get there, right? People you admire, people you wanna be like, role models. And then you you see that that some of these words have just intrinsic value to you. They have just this, this guttural feeling that you're like, that's important. Being honest, being kind, being zesty, being grateful, being resilient, being consistent. Like those, those are okay. Those are the values I want to live by. That's the foundation that I want to stand for. So do that exercise. And then you figure out from there what you really stand for. What's the hill you're willing to die on? Know that thing. Because then it's much easier to say no to other shit that doesn't align with that. Because you know what you really stand for. You know the five values you really want, right? Based on that exercise we just talked about, describe 
your vision of the ideal person, the person you most want to be. What is that? And then how can we start to possess those traits? We have to act like it. If you want to be more zesty, more grateful, more honest, start acting like it, right? You described what this ideal version is. This ideal person is the person you most want to be like. You wrote down five traits for the people that you admire most. Now start to behave in that manner. Align your thoughts, actions, and feelings through those values. That gets you closer to deciding and figuring out what you really want. And then once you figure out that, you can move in that direction. Your speed doesn't matter. And yes, you're going to pivot along the way. Things might change. You might have to adjust your values. You might have to adjust some things. Passions and purpose and curiosities might change. But at least you know these are their core values. This is your blueprint. This is your foundation along with eating well, moving well, sleeping well, and thinking well. And so the last bit of exercise to really figure this out is write your own obituary to be read by your friends and family at your own funeral. Because this really makes you think about for what qualities do you want to be remembered. You can also take a quick trip to hell and sit over the bedside of you, the person who didn't self-actualize, the person who didn't reach their full potential, the person who did not get clear on their core values and their first principles and didn't go after what they really wanted right? Look at that person or write the obituary for you for what qualities you want to be remembered by. It's not what you did necessarily or the things that you had. It's for who you were. It's for who you were and how you made people feel and what service you were to the world. That's the qualities we're thinking about here. That's the values we're trying to possess here and master through closing the gap between who we are and who we're capable of being and becoming that best version of ourselves in greatest service of the world. That's it. That's the key. Because he who has a why to live for can bear almost any how, right? You want to find something you would die for and then live for it. And then live for it. And so that leads us to motivation. That leads us to motivation. <clears throat> motivation will kickstart you. And there's two types of motivation. One is intrinsic and one is extrinsic motivation. Intrinsic motivation is doing any sort of activity simply for the enjoyment of the activity itself rather than the instrumental value. I talk about a lot with this podcast. This is episode 218. I do it intrinsically because I enjoy doing this thing. I enjoy synthesizing these ideas and trying to relent the relay them to you through video or audio. I really enjoy having conversations with guests so I can learn and explore my curiosities and my passions. Like intrinsically, I'm motivated to do this because I simply enjoy the act of doing it. And that's where we need to get because doing that, having that intrinsic motivation is a competitive advantage for those that are extrinsically motivated. And extrinsic motivation is doing an activity doing an activity in order to attain some separable outcome. And now most people think that you should always be intrinsically motivated and that's just unrealistic. Extrinsic motivation is fantastic as activation energy. What does activation energy means? It's what's going to get you the fuck going. Extrinsic motivation can absolutely get you going and that's perfectly okay. If you're extrinsically motivated to work more because you want to make more money, great. If you're extrinsically motivated because you want to look good for this wedding and you need to drop 30 or 40 pounds, great. 
That's extrinsic motivation. That will get you going. You're doing the activity in order to attain some separable outcome. That's fantastic because it's activating your energy. It's getting you going. It's getting you off your ass. It's getting you moving. Eventually, that extrinsic motivation will run out. And when it runs out, we have to be able to deliberately switch to the intrinsic motivation to find the underlying reason why you want to make that extra money, that underlying reason why you want to lose 20 or 30 pounds for that wedding. Then that why becomes your intrinsic motivation. Now you're doing this activity simply because you know it's good for you or because you enjoy it or because you want to take better care of yourself, ex intrinsically motivated. Yes, you want to use this intrin this extrinsic motivation, excuse me, to get your ass going. You need it. Sometimes we all need that. But then we want to be able to switch to intrinsic motivation because that will, that will uh, help us last longer. Again, that's a competitive advantage. It will help you have more fun doing the thing. It'll help you last longer. It'll help you keep going down the direction that you need to go. And so it's important to understand the difference between those two motivations when thinking about when we're aiming at our, our goals or aiming at these targets that we set for ourselves. And we want to stack our intrinsic motivation, you know, following our biology. And that goes in the sense of like thinking about our autonomy. What is our autonomy? It's the freedom to the freedom to pursue, excuse me, our purpose or your purpose. And then you have mastery. Um, it's the skills to pursue that purpose. You have autonomy, the freedom, you have mastery, the skills, and then you get curious. Curious is your basic fuel. Ooh, that's, that's interesting. Ooh, that makes me curious. Ooh, I want to go there. That's your basic fuel. Curiosity is a massive fuel for this podcast. And then you have passion, right? Passion is like that intersection of multiple curiosities. And then you have that purpose, purpose, that big word, right? Purpose is a huge thing when it comes to our targets or where we're aiming at, right? <clears throat> or what we really want in life that is sort of has to do with our purpose. And our purpose is passion, right? Which is the intersection of multiple curiosities plus a cause that's bigger than yourself. So that's your purpose, right? And we're going to have, we're gonna, I'm going to give you some tools here, some actionable items to think about how we can come up with our purpose. And I took this course from the Flow Research Collective called Zero to Dangerous, one of the best courses I've ever taken. And in that course, they name your purpose just a little bit deeper. And it's something that really stuck with me. And it's called your massive transformative purpose. It's not just your purpose. Again, purpose is passion plus a cause that's bigger than yourself. What's passion? The intersection of curiosities. What's curiosity? It's just your basic fuel. And so all of those things mash together, thinking about this massive transformative purpose. And I've done all of this work that I'm about to explain to you. And I came up with my massive transformative purpose being to end mental suffering, to end mental suffering. So to give people, the tools they need to equip themselves, become more mentally tough, more mentally able, more mentally agile, more emotionally fit, right? I'm never, I'm never going to see that happen in my lifetime. 
other people are doing the same sort of work around it. And it's a beautiful, beautiful community to be in. But that massive transformative purpose of ending mental suffering is how I sort of filter all my actions through. It's where my core values from, come from. It's where my personal philosophy comes from, ending mental suffering. So explaining how to use our mind to learn mental skills, to have the right mindset about things, to be anti-fragile, to gain confidence, and optimism and gratitude, right? Ending mental suffering is the thinking well part of my four foundations of moving well, eating well, sleeping well, and thinking well. Thinking well, right? If we think well, we can end mental suffering. It doesn't mean we're not going to have pain and rejection of heartbreak. All that stuff is still going to happen. All that stuff is still going to happen. But suffering is on another level. Okay, how can we end that suffering and take control over our mind? And I am in control of this, right? Mindset is not everything, but it impacts everything. And so how can we take ownership and control over our mental skills, over our mental fitness, and sort of end the mental suffering? That's my massive transformative purpose. That's what I learned from doing these exercises. So we're gonna, that's, that's how we're gonna dial in your MTP, which is your massive transformative purpose for this limitless fuel, which is, I, which is what I feel when doing these things. That's why I'm so consistent with this podcast and with my content, with my coaching and all the things that happen because I feel like I have this limitless fuel because I wanna reach that purpose. I'm aiming in a certain direction. I have this target that I'm going for and I'm, I'm intrinsically motivated by that. And so we're thinking about the alchemy of passion into purpose through this massive, massively transformative purpose. And so number one thing you're going to do is you're going to write down 15 massive global challenges, 15 massive global challenges, hunger, energy scarcity, biodiversity, cancer prevention, mental health crisis, whatever it is, right? 15 massive global challenges. And the second part of that is to be hyper specific, right? If you're talking about protecting biodiversity, you want to establishing mega linkages to protect that biodiversity, right? That's hyper specific. One of my massive global challenges, right, was ending the mental health crisis. So I got super specific with that. And then I drilled it all the way down into trying to end mental suffering. And then the third step would be tie these specific global challenges to your passions, right? What are your passions? Passions are the intersection of multiple curiosities. So right now it will be time to write down what you're curious about. Make a list of what you're curious about. What sparks you? What lights you up a little bit? What are you interested in learning more about? Some video pops up on YouTube and you're like, oh, that's very interesting. I really want, I'm very curious about that. So then the passion would be the intersection of some of those things. What do they connect? What are the two things that are sort of linked? Write down some of those passions. And then Think about the global massive challenges you wrote down, the hyper-specific ones, and how they tie to some of your passions. Then you link those two together. Now you're tying them together. And then the fourth thing would use that, use those things to craft your massively transformative purpose. So one of the specific global challenges tied to your passion, linked in something that just fires you the fuck up after some serious thought and deliberation and maybe talking with close friends who really know you, you use that to craft your MTP. And it has to be one sentence. And that's sort of your purpose. And then when you have that, double check it, double check it, double check your MTP, right? Is it massive? audaciously big and aspirational. You should probably 10, 10x it. You probably should, right? You probably should. Is it transformative? Can it cause significant transformation to an industry community or to the planet? And is it purposeful? Is it purposeful? A clear why behind it. 
that you're passionate about, something that unites and inspires action. So that's a way to really get down to your massively transformative purpose. We talked about at the beginning, clarity, clarity, having clarity of what you really want in life. Well, here is your sort of umbrella that sort of captures all of the things you're going to do when it comes to what you're aiming at and what you're, um, and what you're targeting when it comes to your goals and your daily actions and your habits and all of those things, which, uh, make your massive transformative purpose, which allow you to go out and do the things that you wish to do. And so if your massively transformative purpose is sort of your lifetime goal or your lifetime target, something that we're always headed in that direction, your one to 10 year goals would be your high hard goals or your wildly important targets, right? You can use either or framing up to you. And then your operational chunked goals are sort of weeks to months. And then your clear goals, which I really want to talk about clear goals or your, or sorry, your clear goals or your daily targets, right? These are the things that are in your control. So the reason that I like targets over goals, specifically when we're talking about things that are like in the distance, and we're going to talk about systems and processes in a little bit, which sort of wrap all of this stuff up. But a lot of times the goals that we set for ourselves are out of our control. And that just makes it hard because now we're just chasing after something that we might never get. And now that's why I like to have, that's why I like to frame it as a target. So I'm aiming at this thing. Now things could change along the way, different pathways have to adjust, whatever the case may be is. But that's why I have this massive transformative purpose that I know that's my lifetime mission, my lifetime purpose, then that's where I'm always aiming at. That's where my daily action choices, values, and movements are aiming me towards. That's why direction is more important than speed. And that's why I like to think about it as that target. And then we have these wildly important goals which lead us closer to that MTP, but are still semi out of our control. And we're not sort of solely focused on those, but we know that that's where we're headed. That's where we're headed. We're aiming at that target because it's like a bow and arrow, right? Once you shoot the bow and arrow, the arrow is out of your control. So we're doing these things, these processes and these systems that are in our control, but knowing that we have influence over the outcome, but it's not totally in our control. And then we have the operational chunk goals, which are weeks to months. And then we have these clear goals, which are clear targets day to day. And I think either on a weekly basis or on a daily basis, we should have one to three daily targets or one to three clear goals that are totally within our control so that every day we're winning. Every day we are positively reinforcing ourselves and doing the things that are in our control to influence the things that are not totally in our control. And we're stacking little wins and stacking little wins is the formula for plasticity. Plasticity is the formula for expanded capacity. Clarity is Clarity is passion and purpose plus your expanded capacity. Clarity. We want to be clear on where we're headed and why we're headed there. And clear goals are a trigger for flow. And flow is the optimal state a human being can be in. And so we're very clear on our targets and very clear on our goals. That's why I'm telling you to pick three every day or every week that are totally in your control. You're more likely to get into flow while you're working on heading towards your 
wildly important target or your massive transformative purpose. So that's sort of how I look at, not sort of, that is how I look at my goals and my targets and where I'm headed and the lifetime legacy that I want to achieve based on the work that I'm doing. And so we want to have a a weekly and a daily reflection that goes with that. And I like to use the Brian Kane method of well, better how. So whether you do this on a day-to-day basis or you do this on a Sunday reflection to start your week, whether you're, that's when you're picking your targets that are fully in your control, that's where you're looking at you know, your month, your week, your year, all this stuff, where you're re-looking at your values, whatever you're doing for your weekly or daily reflection, which you absolutely should be, um, one should be well, better how. And so you're going to think of one to three things that you did well right? You're celebrating the small wins. You're acknowledging yourself for doing the thing you said you were going to do, right? Success is giving your best effort. So did you give your best effort? In a previous episode, the five lessons I learned in 2023 episode, I talked about full effort equals full victory. And so thinking about the things that we did well that week, we have to acknowledge ourselves for doing those things because um, rewarded behavior is repeated behavior and rewarded simply means good job. I did that or that's like me or whatever phrase you have to actually celebrate the small wins. You're writing them down in your journal as something I did well or something I did awesome. Better. Okay. Not everything is going to go perfectly. Absolutely not. There's never been a perfect person who's ever existed and you and I will not be the first ones. So there's always things that we can improve upon. Another one of the lessons that I learned from 2023 as now we're in 2024 is being the best at getting better. And I can't be the best at getting better if I never recognize the things that I need to get better at. Great. It's not a, it's not a criticism. It's not a beat down. It's not a judgment. It's not a shame session. It's just simply being honest and truthful about where I'm at and what I need to get better at and picking one to two to three things that I want to focus my attention on that week. Okay. I know I did these things well, so I reinforced that behavior. So I'm going to continue doing those things well. Okay. These are the things I want to do better at. I want to do, I want to move well. I want to eat well. I want to think well. I want to sleep well. I want to do better at my sleeping this week, or I need to do more journaling, or I need to focus on deep breathing, or I need to um, do more meditation, whatever. Whatever it is, right? Whatever you want to do better at. And then how are you going to do it, right? Because the how is most important because it's about action. There's another three-step approach that I talk about which is awareness, acceptance, action. That's basically the how step. You're aware of it. You accept it, that it needs work. And then you move into action, action, action. So your weekly or daily reflection based on your daily targets or your clear goals, which are fully inside of your control, you reflect on them. Well, better, how? So this is just a way to keep... Um, looking at your targets so that you know you're aiming in the right direction, you're more important about direction than speed, and you're fully focused on the things that are in your control while thinking about the fundamentals, while thinking about your first principles, and while always moving through this filter of your MTP or your first principles or your personal philosophy. And so the single, hold on, I was going to say something, but I need a drink first. The single most um, important quality for success is self-discipline. Self-discipline means that you have the ability within yourself, based on your strength of character and willpower, to do what you should do when you should do it, whether you feel like it or not. Character is the ability to follow through on a resolution after the enthusiasm with which the resolution was made has passed. It is not what you learn that it is 
decisive for your future it is whether or not you can discipline yourself to pay the price over and over until you finally obtain the objective. The resolution piece in there is very important because you'll be hearing this episode or watching this episode in the new year. So a ton of you will have resolutions, which again, I explained at the beginning with extrinsic motivation that that's not bad. If it's activation energy and gets you fucking going, have and start those new year's resolutions. But when, those, when the enthusiasm from those resolutions has passed and none of your friends are still moving towards the goals they set out or the targets that they aim to have in 2024, what's left is discipline. Can you discipline yourself to pay the price over and over and over until you finally obtain the objective? That's the key. That's why we talk about these daily goals or these daily targets that are fully in your control and then being able to reflect on them so you can continue to get better and get better and get better and understand this idea of success is giving your best effort. And we're falling down, we're getting back up, we're falling down, we're getting back up and we're building our willpower and our discipline and our confidence in ourselves by building our trust in ourselves and building our self-reputation and being the people who say, who do what they say they're going to do. That's what we're doing. And... You must persist until you succeed. Persistence is self-discipline in action. Persistence is self-discipline in action and the true measure of your belief in yourself. Resolve in advance that you will never, never give up. That's why one of my lessons that I learned in 2023 that I will keep with me forever is to keep showing up. Resolve in advance that you will never, ever give up. You have to decide to decide right now. You have to commit. You have to go all in that this is who you want to be. That's why we got so clear. That's why we got so clear in our first principles, on our core values, on our foundation, on our blueprint, on our massive transformative purpose, on our daily targets, on reflection exercises. Because in advance... We are saying that we will not give up. Yes, we will fall down. Yes, we will fall down. Yes, we will have challenges and setbacks and obstacles, but we will keep getting back up because we are willing to pay that price because we have to accept we have to accept the cost of our goals. Everyone says all the time, I want to be like LeBron James or all these famous athletes. Do you really? Do you want to pay the prices and the sacrifices that they pay on a daily basis? All you see is the money that they make from an outsider's view. But do you see the day-to-day grind and sacrifice they've been making for their basically their whole life to achieve what they want to achieve? Are you willing to pay that price? You have to accept the cost of your goals and you have to do that at the beginning. That's buying your willpower at the store, accepting the cost of your goals beforehand. What's the price you have to pay for what you want to achieve? Because you've already figured that out. We got clarity on it. Or you're going to do it post this episode and you're going to journal it out. Then you're going to have it figured out. Then you're going to ask yourself this question. What's the price you have to pay? What do you need to cut off? What do you need to cut off? Right? Because I've said this before. What's the number one way to improve your life? Is to stop doing things that make you feel like shit. Okay? So what do you need to cut off? And what does it look like? to pay for it daily. Yes, you may see the large sacrifice you have to make for this goal. Great, accept that. What's the price you have to pay? Are you willing to pay it? But are you, what does it look like to pay for it daily? What does it look like to pay for it daily? That's an important question to ask yourself. And if you're willing, 
Let's get to work. I'd love to help you and cheer you on and encourage you through this journey of you becoming that best version of you in greatest service of the world. And a key factor, a key factor in all of this is hope, is hope, hope. Hope is a key factor and the science of hope is very clear on goals and targets. Think about hope as you can get there from here. That's what it is, right? We're moving in the direction we want to go based on our values, based on our MTP, based on our targets. And you can get there from here. It doesn't matter what your starting point is. It's your starting point. And it's important. We accept that. We're aware of that. Now we're moving into action. Here is the present, which in some way is less desirable than our imagined future. There is a target that we are longing. And you are the one moving yourself from here to there. We expect something from the future and also from ourselves. In our minds, our beliefs firm up links between ourselves and the future, priming us for hope. People do this by setting high expectations about the future, but tampered and settled in reality and then acting on them and then acting on them. The hopeful people share two core beliefs. The hopeful people share two core beliefs. Here they are. The future will be better than the present, and I have the power to make it so. Dr. Paul Conti talks about two things that are really powerful for our mental health, which is agency and gratitude. Agency and gratitude. And we've talked about those things a lot here, but this specifically is talking about agency. The future will be better than the present, but this is agency right here. I have the power to make it so. That's agency over your life. That's very important for being hopeful, for being optimistic, and for having strong mental health. Then there are three primary aspects of making that happen. Here they are, right? One is goals. Goals. You need to have a future there that fires you up. That's why the first you know, 30 minutes of this episode was talking about getting clear on our purpose, getting clear on what we really want, getting clear on our values and then thinking about what's in our control and how can we move towards those targets every single day with clear, clear goals. And then how can we reflect upon those things? So we have goals. You need a future there that fires you up. Number two, agency, right? That's what I've been talking about, agency. You need to believe that you have the power to make that future reality. You have to believe in yourself, belief in yourself. That's what we talked about, self-trust at the very beginning, right? You have this intense trust in your abilities to do things, even if you've never done them before. You have a trust in yourself to do hard things, to get back up, to never give up, to have self-discipline, to buy your willpower at the store. All of these things are about agency because you are a powerful, capable human being who is just incredible and immensely strong and can do the things you set out to do. It will not be easy, but you, you can do it. And then the last thing is pathways, which is very, very important is you need to know that there's a bunch of ways to reach your target or goal, right? AKA you can go from here to there, but none of those paths, no matter what path you take will be free of obstacles. And that's the idea of spiraling up. You go up, you hit a little obstacle, you go back down, but you spiral back up and you spiral back up and you spiral back up. And everything is not this straight line towards success. It's never going to be that way. It's not your straight line towards your, towards your, um, 
targets, but it's A to Z. And you might have to take A and then take B, then take C, then all the way to Z. That's different pathways. None of them are free of obstacles, but you have a goal that fires you up and you have the agency to make it happen. And you know that none of your paths are free of obstacles. So you're not um, thrown off by the challenges, right? Because we know that obstacles make me stronger. You're not thrown off by the challenges. Yes, they're going to probably be painful and hard, but you know that nothing great ever happens with ease, right? It's about the journey. It's about the process. It's about moving through these things and learning from them along the way. That's why we have the reflection process of well, better how. And so it's goals, agencies, goals, agency, pathways. That's hope in a nutshell. And because we're, we're, we're teleological beings, right? Which telos means ends or targets or goals. We need we have to be aiming at something. So goals are, or targets are important for hope and hope is as important for those goals or targets. And so then it makes me think about prosperity, right? This is such a cool word, right? Prosperity comes from the Latin root, which literally translates to according to hope or to go forward, hopefully. <clears throat> Thus, it's not a condition in life as an attitude toward life. The truly prosperous person is what psychologist Rollo May calls the fully functioning person. Prosperity. Prosperity. The word literally means to go forward with hope. It is not so much a condition of life, but an attitude towards it prosperity, to go forward with hope. That's what we're thinking about here because it's an endlessly evolving process. It's endlessly evolving process. We need to embrace the fact that a good life and every project thing relationship within that good life is an endlessly evolving process. Endlessly evolving process. Endlessly. What does that mean? As in, it will never end. <laughs> Ever. There's no exoneration for you, my friend. You're not exonerated from the work. It will never end. It's endless, right? That's why we fall in love with the journey. That's why intrinsic motivation is so important because we just love doing the thing. Yes, extrinsic motivation will get your ass going, a lot of activation energy, but intrinsically, we just love doing the thing and the frustrations and the challenges and the setbacks and everything that comes with it, we still love the journey. We fall in love with the process, right? And we're going to get to that in a second to really sum up all of this stuff that we've been talking about and evolving, right? The whole point of life is to actualize our potential, aka to evolve into the next best version of ourselves. And how long does that take? endlessly. <laughs> uh, and so the process, endlessly evolving process, it's all one big flowing process, which is why we want to love life. We better fall in love with the process of evolving endlessly rather than obsess about and get attached to the outcomes of that process, endlessly evolving process. So it really boils down to wishing versus deciding, wishing versus deciding. The key difference when we decide, when we decide, we get clear on what we want and we get clear on the price we'll pay. Then we get busy paying it. I've said that multiple times, but it's very important. So we must create systems. We must create systems to get there. We obviously need goals or targets, right? We've talked about that for the last 30 minutes, but we should word glue them together so we have goal systems or system goals or system targets or processes, 
right? It's, 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 if all we're doing is, is chasing a goal, we're constantly going to be losing, right? Because the goal is so, always like some far off spot we may never reach, right? It's, it's somewhat out of our control, which I mentioned earlier. That's why the daily targets are fully within our control, knowing that we're headed in the direction of our MTP and we have smaller chunked goals um, before that, but like the daily goals, the daily targets are totally in our control and the MTP is our lifelong purpose or mission. And so on the other hand, when we figure out the systems or the processes, we're constantly winning. That's what I'm talking about. Things that are in our control, success, giving our best effort, winning every single time we successfully execute the system or the process. For example, right? If you're trying to lose 20 pounds, you have a goal. Great. Eating right, eating well is the system. Trying to run a four-hour marathon is the goal, okay? Exercising every day is the process or the system or the target, right? A system is something you do on a regular basis that increases your odds of happiness in the long run. If you do something every day, it's a system. If you're waiting to achieve it someday in the future, it's a goal. That's why I reframed it to targets because we're aiming at something because happy people have projects and we are teleological. So we need targets. We need something to aim at. And our processes and our systems allow us to um, aim at those things in the best appropriate manner, which we can most influence the outcome the way we want it to go. And so this is why I use target and have clear targets each day that are in my control that become my system or process that bring me closer to my MTP. That's why I'm talking about that. And so the leadership guru, John Maxwell, has a great way to describe systems as well. He says that systems are good strategies repeated. Same idea with the process. A process is good strategies repeated. So to sum everything up, boom, right here, what do you really want? What do you really want? And more importantly, what system or process or targets will get you there. Here's to optimizing your systems, your process-driven, perpetual, small wins creating machine. Thank you for your time and attention. Thank you for tuning in to that very important episode. What idea stood out to you most? What idea resonated with you most deeply that you could implement into your life starting right now to make 2024 the best year of your life? And if you enjoyed that episode, please share it with a friend because the podcast grows from people like you sharing it with people like you. And don't forget to leave us a rating or review on Spotify, Apple, or even on Good Pods. But the absolute best way to support this podcast is by becoming a supporter via Patreon. Patreon directly supports me, this podcast, and my mental health nonprofit called You Are Loved. So thank you in advance, and I appreciate you very much. But most importantly, most importantly, above all else, please, please take good care of yourselves and others. And I'll see you next time. Lots of love. Cheers.